did you really not hit record? We you were not. She's won, right. We one thousand percent were in fact doing a show without. Uh... <laughs> let, let me reenact it. No. So, Monique, how many people did you know that's going to Ronnie's wedding? And can um, you talk about them now? Three or four of them, and no, I can. So we talked about this last week, Monique, on Gunk with Bon Jovial. I said we did this four times on the Deppening, where I we started the show. We did an enti- we did a Sweeney Todd watch along, an hour and ten minutes, and I never hit record. And I made poor David uh, recreate what? his manifesto about Stephen Soundheim. Oh. He had to t- here, totally Mo, needs to, Mo needs to share something with you guys right now. Everybody listening? Hmm. What am I sharing? No, you're sharing the information. What, what are we talking happened? about? I don't even know. What, 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 just, what just happened? We almost pulled the Dr. <laughs> Ivan. Remember Dr. Ivan? I do remember Our, the Dr. Ivan. It was like Ivan our sixth interview. show. That was actually Gary Puppet came on like a little bit after that. Yes, he did. And oh, we never yes, hit record, and we had a whole Dr. Hello, hello. show about Stern Fan Network. It was really good. Wait, don't we it, have a show that has Gary Puppet on it? Yeah, we that's do. What I'm saying. It was, it was, it was early. No, but not that stage. one. One that he's actually on. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he was there on is. Yes, yes. Oh. Remember, we told him that Julian Barbary was going to be on the show. <laughs> he came on. <laughs> it wasn't until the end where he's like, "Wait, where's where's where is she?" Like, oh, we're just kind of kidding. So yeah, Monique okay. knows four people going to Ronnie's wedding, and she won't reveal their sources, but she's going to have a bunch of dirt from them when they come. And back. I said that I said to one of them who I know is going, I I begged I begged him to take me as his plus one for them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I can't believe that we had a conversation for about eight minutes without being live. Oh, it's forgettable. Why I couldn't see like the amount of people on the left hand side, like yeah, how many viewers yeah. there were, and. And the minutes. Well, they're all watching Casey now. That ship has sailed. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Sorry. So for people who oh, don't well. know StreamYard, you have to hit go live. You have to hit record. You have to hit add people. It's all three different things. And it's so easy to not do one of those things. I know, but I've one never thing. done that. That's actually yes, very rare for yes, me. Yes, you have. We've done it four times. Go live. Go live? Yeah, we've done it. We've done it the exact same thing like about two months ago. Uh, we started talking for 10 minutes and we're like, fuck. Uh, well, sorry, sorry. I was telling the boys that I'm having extreme uh, jet lag and I'm super tired and uh, like that. And then we also talked about the fact that a bunch of boys are willing to chip in $10 each. Nobody wants to do the 100 themselves, but $10 each to make sure that uh, Xavier is not on the show. And um, You can do it, guys. I believe in you. <laughs> He's more than happy. Absolutely. Do that. Um please. So Dennis is running a little bit late because he has a social life as opposed to us. And uh and someone has to remind you they have a social life, Monique. They don't have a social life. I know. He was at <laughs> dinner or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alcoholics often blame jet lag. Yeah, but I was like for real away with seven hour time difference, and I, uh, I, and I'm just really, really tired. I, no, just me. you got that reverse, Mister D. It's jet lag that blame alcoholics. That's what, it's not the alcohol's fault. It's your fault for not hiring me as a drinking consultant. <sighs> you know, and God knows I drank enough on the flight. I just, uh, it's just, uh, it's just hard to get back into the swing of things when you've been gone for a while. That's all. 
And and plus, when they have uh, to deprogram you from the Taliban. No, yes, and that too, and that too. Yes. I know. Oh, Frank the Tank. Honestly, honestly, if I had Bolivian marching powder right now, I'd be the happiest, happiest girl in the world. Hey, hey, I, score? I actually, hey. I will tell you that somebody had. Uh, I have very good doctors. Somebody had actually. Um, uh, Yeah, so I had to mute our friend here because uh, we want this show to continue. So you let me know when uh, when the illicit talk is over, Mo, and I'll let you talk again. Okay, I think that's in. The, I think we're good. <laughs> okay, never mind. Hey, Hooper, they're they're like above my knees. <laughs> oh my god. My God. Yes. Okay. Anyway, let's continue with this ch okay. children-friendly program. No, I usually, yes, we usually start the show at nine. However, just in the last, oh, thank you, Ida. I love you so much. Thank you for that. You you made our night. That, that just makes sense. Thank us you, Ida. Thank you, Hal. Thank you, Ida. Ida, I hope you watched the Egypt show because it was a lot of fun. And if you ever think about doing a trip like that, any of you, actually, if you think of doing a uh, trip like that, I am more than happy to send you my itinerary. Just uh, just uh, hit me up at radiogunk.gmail.com, and I'd be more than happy to share my entire itinerary with you and let you know uh, how how that trip went. And yes, Ida, so Ida, we love you and appreciate you. And just like your precious pizza, you were the deepest of dishes. <laughs> um, but the reason that we're starting currently at this time period is because I'm a little jet lagged and really, really tired. So no, 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 no. Ida doesn't count towards your. Oh, well, we know that, but okay. Frank apparently, has, has ninety ninety nine in his pocket, burning a hole. <laughs> How was the Egyptian hashish? I do not smoke, so I don't know. I've never even touched a cigarette to my lips. And uh, pot is one of those things that I, I've tried in the past, but it's just not for me. So there's that. I'd rather be up than down. That's for sure. Um, you want to know where I got what dress, sweetie pie? Are you talking about the white one with the blue? With the blue embroidery, I bought that for like $26 when they lost my luggage and I had no clothing. So I went to the store and bought a couple of Egyptian things from some Egyptian store. And it was like, I will I will never wear this. I can't believe I'm even buying it. But in reality, I wore like all of it. Um, no, Steve Z, you are not the only one who likes Xavier. There's a lot of people that are really super lovers and super haters of him. And I love them funny. all. There's been times where I have gotten that shit and then John has gotten it. And then when Dennis started on the show, God knows he <laughs> got it like horribly. And and now it's X's turn. So that's okay. Yay. Because we did a count the other day of how much Xavier actually talked on the show. And I think he maybe was responsible for about seven minutes worth of content. Yet... The haters couldn't yeah. stop talking about how, you know, you just the like, haters like there's more than one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> come on, come on. Oh no, I know. It's all good. Let's let's move on to the show. Okay, so the show. So here's what went on today. Absolutely nothing. And so because absolutely nothing went on, the only thing that was really interesting and was really 
something fun about the show was Howard talking a bit about uh, how Bill Mayer was uh, talking about him on on his podcast. Chris and uh, but the curious thing about it. Is, oh, thanks, Sin Lu. Um, the curious Thank thing. You, I'll, send you, I'll send you some naughty pictures later. <laughs> He's still waiting for a ringtone from you, you bastard. Um, the weird thing about that conversation about Bill Maher is that we were all kind of curious about why he never uh, played any clips from it. Yeah, and then Johnny, you know, downloaded some clips from it, and now it is quite <laughs> evident as to why he didn't play anything. When you on watched it in in real time, didn't you? No, 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 no Maher, pun intended. Did you? You must have said. Oh, am I echoing now? A little. I don't hear it. You must have said, how is he not playing this? And he he lit this thing like where I'm going to play it. And then he thought the audience was so stupid they wouldn't catch that he wouldn't play it. And I was all over him like, there's got to be a reason why he didn't play I knew as soon as he said my ex-wife really briefly, I'm like, oh, okay, Allison's a reason. I went and found it. It's like 31 minutes in. And it is a haymaker about Allison and Beth had the double standard about it. I don't know if you want to play it now or wait for later, but it was great. I love it. And you know what? Um, the clips I have that will build into that literally account for about a minute and a half. So, yeah, I'm more than happy to get into it just as soon. I just want to go into it in our normal routine, and then we can, like, really dig into the Bill Mayer thing. My volume's low again. It says J-O-R. I will help you with that. Virginia. I don't, I don't care. Whatever you think sounds. I, will. I hear you fine. I will Frank fix Texas, you. the same thing. I will um, fix you. The best part, too, well, not one of the, well, one of the best parts is that he's talking to Beetle, Beetle Spawn, and no, nothing embarrasses Howard more than speaking to Lennon royalty in that way, uh, getting humiliated. I think that I think that annoyed him as much as anything else because we have brought I have brought clips of Bill Marshall. He brings up Howard like every other time to every other guest, and it never got on his radar until now. Which is bizarre. Which is kind of weird since he hasn't had Julian London on since Jesus left the Jews. So I'm just kind of curious why it it would affect him so much. But we're we're going to get into it. So uh, he started the show with about 40 minutes and 37 minutes worth of Lenny Dykstra. Got right into it right from the beginning of the show. It was as disgusting as you may have thought it would be. I don't understand why they... How he's like this, fu- this fuzzy cartoon character, stuffed animal, and he is a how many time felon? I don't understand how this is in this brand he's trying to cultivate. How Lenny Dykstra is a yes, but say Louis C.K. is a no. Well, how Louis C.K. is a no for obvious reasons, but uh, but isn't Lenny Dykstra's transgressions a thousand times worse than Louis C.K.? Yeah, but I think they think of Lenny as like a whack packer who's willing to do like disgusting things and and not uh, and not question it. And I, and Lenny stuff happened before the Me Too stuff, so oh, I think he kind of I think that yeah, has a lot to do with it. Limitations. Yeah, I think you he, know at least Len, at least in, you know in people's minds. So yeah, I didn't record any of that. He's really disgustingly gross. So I thought I'd play a little bit of the music because they did like a lot of like uh, song parodies. A of mediocre him. center fielder, I might add, Monique too. Totally mediocre. Yeah, mediocre center fielder. Yeah. It's not even a good base. He's a decent, but he's an average baseball player. It's not even like that goes for him. It's not like yeah. you have Kirby Puckett on. Yeah, he's disgusting. All right, so let's play a little gross uh, Lenny Dykstra song. Here we go. And uh, better than ever, ladies, and uh, they. <laughs> 
I see a little nice black pussy. Robin's hole, Robin's hole makes me shoot a giant load. Tugging on my red meat because I really want to see. Robin's asshole, Robin's asshole, Robin's asshole, Robin's asshole. Let me go inside your hole. I'll lick your pussy and then you'll fuck me. I'll lick your pussy and tickle your taint. Let me- okay, I couldn't do any more. Because all that woke that, speech, and he has Lenny Dykstra on yesterday, right? Isn't he supposed to be woke? Right? Does Lenny fit into the woke persona? Yes, clearly he does. Clearly. Mm. I don't know. I, I have no words for that. And it's that's not even why. good from a sucky standpoint. Like it's supposed to be so bad that it's it's forced, it's bad, it's not clever, it's not ironic, it's nothing. It's crowbarred in. Why now? Why him? Why did they do this? How long did it take him to do this? What? Who is this for? All of the above. All of the it's above. Garbage. Just dumpster fire over and over again on the show. But let's take Tuesday and spend the first part of our show. Hot garbage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was disgusting. Uh, nothing about it is fun. I don't know who I was talking to about it the other day. I don't even remember if it was on air. Mm, probably not. But can anybody remember when he's had a song parody on that wasn't done by one of his 70 people in the back? Well, like from like a Dan, the song parody man I'm not random contributor. Yeah. That's a great question. Somebody mentioned that. Yeah. I think I, we saw the same thing. That's a great question. Some Nobody weird. Con- yeah. I don't Right. Somebody just sent it in. Ew. Farmer Justin. Ew. Ew, I don't even want to say it out loud. Robin's P and A are probably all cancer riddled and removed anyway. Yes, that's probably true. Isn't Lenny a huge ah. uh, verified racist? Too? Wait, wait. Why remove what's... this, Robin? <laughs> I know. Gross. Wait, it's, just, it's just like a catcher's mitt there at this point. <laughs> She's like Barbie down there. By the way, she hated the Barbie movie, which is so surprising to me, and they never got into it, and I don't know why, and I found it to be a fantastic movie. I really did. I, I actually teared up a little bit at the end because... I it by myself and it was very female empowering and she doesn't even understand that and whatever. Because it wasn't about her is why. Yeah. So I guess that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're not going to talk about Lenny anymore or anything that has to do with him. We will move on. Oh, I, God, I will never yeah. Can we, if we're not going to talk about Lenny, can we talk about Manny Moda? Instead, yeah, I want to listen to Mookie Wilson's song instead. Yeah. How about Rick Monday? Can we do a Rick Monday <laughs> show? Rick Monday. <laughs> oh, my Mike Jorgensen over here. <laughs> All right, boys. Sports. Okay, so then of course we need to get into some uh COVID talk again. I want of to discuss the fact that I was just away for 17 days and on eight flights and did not get COVID. Yet everybody on his staff seems to be right riddled with it, and uh, so Job he has security. to announce it because it's, it's almost like it's all fake, so he didn't have to come back. Who? Guess who? Guess who? See if you can guess. Name someone Gary. on our staff. Gary. I'm talking to him Are this morning. Serious? I go, Gary. I go, Gary. You got the COVID? And he goes, Yep, he got it. But he's okay. He's on the Paxlovid and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so very important, and uh, follow-up to that was from the wrap-up show, which I'll play right now. So what happens tomorrow for Paul Simon? Normally, you're in studio when these big guests are there. What's the uh, protocol now? Obviously, you can't come in. Yeah, don't we? We have a team. We're, we're good. Uh, we have a team, so uh, we're covered. Uh, I, I will be sorry to miss Paul, but I will watch it and listen like, uh, like everyone else, so uh, we got it covered. Are you sleeping away from Mary? Are you walking around with oh, a mask? I'm, 
Are you protecting her? Or is it like if we're all dead? If I die, you die with me. No, no, no. I'm wearing a mask. They're wearing a mask. I'm in the bedroom. She moved upstairs. Um, I ate last night. Uh, They ate at the kitchen table. I ate like a room away. (laughs) It's like, you know, when you slide the food under the. Yeah. All right. Shut the fuck up, Gary. Seriously, like you're an idiot. And so is the entirety of your family. And everybody is jumping that, on the bandwagon that linebacker that he, that he married i'm telling you they had a picture like during the summertime and they were i guess seeing off their son at the airport or something like that or height house was going to germany for an internship on on playing records on a digital component and making believe that that's actually music and uh and everybody was masked i mean sorry of their family that's that's who was masked. Fake COVID, yes, guys. Gary, Gary's the master of doing a thing that the, the the staff has been trained to do is, you have to pretend to be into the things that Howard's into. So you're a germaphobe, and you had COVID, and Gary's fat shaming the other day. He knows exactly how to appeal to him. Um, tell he tells all the right. We call him Gara Huckabooey, and he tells all the right lies for him, and that's the job he has. But they all do. Him. I think yep. they've all they've that's all the staff, right. Jason does it. So somebody had also mentioned on the wrap-up show that um, I, I guess the thought was that Howard isn't going to be in either because he's worried that everybody on his staff has COVID. But I don't, I didn't what? hear that on the uh. wrap-up show. I didn't hear that. So even though I tweeted about it, I'm not necessarily sure that that's true. So you know, I'll I'll, I'll take the. I'll if this is Mick it. Jagger, how much does he go with this? No, Mick, Mick Jagger insists oh, on dude. coming in. There's not a chance in hell he goes with this. He'll come in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you, you know, the one of the last funny things that Stern ever did is when he made Gary wear that beekeeper mask. That was like, that was it. That was like the last bullet in the wow. chamber. And yeah. also, uh, John, separated at birth, uh, Mary Delabate and Clay Matthews from Green Bay. That's Packers. that's good. Married <laughs> Mary Delabate, alumni of the same school as our beloved. I, I'm not joking. Student. Look up. Mary and look up Clay Matthews. Oh yeah, I know Clay Matthews. Prove me wrong. And no, I'm talking about the people in the audience. Okay. Prove All me right. wrong. Syosset High School, Monique. Oh, who went? Judy Tanunu and uh, uh, Mary Delabate. Natalie Portman, Miss- Judd Apatow, Chris oh. Russell. Yeah, they're all. By the way, I don't want to be that guy. Have you guys seen Natalie lately? Who? Natalie who? Natalie. Um, Natalie Maines. No. Oh. Oh, oh man. Imagine if Billy Idol had shrunk and gained like 50 pounds. <laughs> oh, Jesus. See, he thought I was, was... Kidding. Everybody on your phone right now, look her up right now. I got it. Right I got it. No need. No. Wow. Yeah, there's always a, there was always a text. What happened? Uh... What? Uh... What? 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 Dixie See what I mean? Billy Idol shrunk in it in 50 pounds right there. The Dixie Chins. <laughs> Dixie Chins! <laughs> I don't like making fat jokes, but she deserves it. She's a Howard enabler. She deserves every bit of it. She looks like she looks like uh, Lou Costello. She, she, looks, yeah. she, looks, <laughs> she looks like the person that ate the Dixie Chicks from the 90s. She ate all the chicks. Holy, what happened? Oh, that's you know, you know what I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna say the progression of time, but that's but she's a rich person. That come on, 
<laughs> she looked yeah, like drag. There was always a pool hall dyke waiting uh, to climb out of her, though. I think. Okay, it's you know what? We, we apologize for. Oh, so sorry. Oh, yeah, I sorry. You know what? We're better than this, and uh, it's <laughs> no, we're not. to make these kind of we're really not make these kind of jokes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we're really all not apologies. Better. And by the way, the funny thing about that is the fact that that's that's absolutely something that he would never ever. Bro, right? She's a bro. If this was like, if there was anybody else, how would would that would be a week of material? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm absolutely. sure Lizzo is going to get fat shamed like Mamet did when she comes back. <laughs> quite That's, frankly yeah. would never you're absolutely right go listen to quite frankly right now go everybody yeah, go go everybody go ironically she got that from eating mcdowell's since. oh that is a shame do we have an old thing, you know I, I it's all good but the thing is when you're that rich and you're a performer i mean there's really i mean i kept a couple lbs is you know whatever but come on. Oh, babe, anything is fine i mean honestly it's it's okay i mean this now when you got that kind of money this to she, me, she has, it tells she has Earl, me, Earl had to die money. Okay. It just kind of tells me that maybe she has some sort of thing going on. Yeah. Something maybe look how cute she was. So cute. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. She, she didn't really build her audience on look. It, it's, she's sort of about the set. She plays instruments. She writes her own songs. She sings. It's not like she's, she's like she's a talented person. person. Yeah, she's very talented. She, except for now, she looks like high pitch Eric when he did the Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's his. Uh... She's morphed into Lisa Lampanelli in a way. They're kind of switching yeah. bodies. No, yeah, Lisa, because Lisa, that's... Lisa actually lost like some scary weight, like. You know that she was on like drugs. Yeah, but it's Lisa, dude. Come on. Yeah, exactly. It was never a look. Did you see that last picture of her with that with that instrument? That's actually a cello for scale. (laughs) All right, let's be nice. That's what I say, Lady Gaga. She has to have like something's going on there. It's like not. That's not something that happens naturally. It's not. what do you mean, Holden? You appeared on Quite Frankly for three or four episodes. Please don't hate me. Ugh. Oh, okay, whatever. Good. Yeah. Tell him we said hi. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, we say hi. Hi. Oh my God. Hi. All right. What so, an interesting show you do. All right. Let's move on. Can I be on your So I don't even care about the fact that he um, shared his dad's porn stash. So I'm going to move on from that and delete that. Yeah. yeah. What is he? Um, I heard that. Don't. Yeah. Who cares? So yeah, we don't care. So let's go to Bill Mayer and what he said. I have one, two, three, four clips relating to that. Wait, Monique. Um, yeah. You think you should play the context? Like, what would be better to play Howard first or the Bill Maher clip first? Because you could see what Howard's avoiding saying. Like, maybe if you play Howard first, like, oh, this is why. I don't know. What do you think is a better, a more effective way? I feel to like frame that? listening to the show as we all did, right? Okay. So we yes. listened to the show um, and we didn't know honestly what was going on. Like, we didn't know why we didn't know enough about it. So, I think he was very cagey in trying to uh Kind of yeah, he's, I'm, I'm going to get in front of it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take on Bill Maher, but I'm not. So I'm going to make pretend I'm going to play this clip, but he never played it. They thought the audience is so stupid, they actually wouldn't catch it. He never actually played it. 
because he starts off going, I'm going to play this clip, and then never goes into this huge monologue, takes fake calls, backing his narrative, and then never actually plays the clip they're talking about, and nobody called him on it. Right. Not a single word about it. Um, just so you know, I raised uh, John's volume. Hopefully that helps for him. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm oh, sorry. Give me a second, guys. Howard Stern always gets on the radio and says he loves his wife. I've never been criticized for this, but he's he goes, but haven't we had enough of that? Like, um, what about his first wife? She must feel, I feel really bad for her. So I go, what? What? What a sexist thing to say. Like Sexist. There's what nothing sexist about really it. Can you watch it? Like, you're assuming, he says, it must hurt her feelings that I'm in love with a different one. It's assuming that he knows something about my first marriage that, of course, the man must be leaving the woman and the woman must be devastated and be sitting around pining away for her famous and man. still he listening to your every word. So like, there's no context here. So we're no. not really getting anything except for some weird one-sided commentary. So he could paint himself as a victim. This is always <laughs> the way. Thank you, Shane. I've been away for a while, but suspect whiskers is still using. Yes, that would actually <laughs> <laughs> that is actually true thank you shane um okay so he continues on which is i mean it's just bizarre he went on with us for like a half hour so here we go this made me laugh he ought to shut his mouth i mean i don't think i come on the air every day and say i love my wife but i thought it was a pretty positive message, positive to, message. especially with my audience to say to guys instead of like ragging on our wives how about talking about that we appreciate them and love them but Evidently, he's very worried about my relationship. Well, this is like, I'm sorry. So, positive messages. So, the entire time you were with Allison, it was okay to talk about miscarriages. It was okay to talk about, you know, you not wasting getting my money from her. It's okay to talk about, you know, how she's wasting money on cleaning women. She doesn't and do anything. That. She sits around all day, do nothing with her yenta friends. It's all okay. Right. This is all okay. But now that you're with Beth, it should be a positive message. And actually, it always comes off like you're pandering and like a muley yes. adult cuck man who, you know, is with a woman child who can't even speak articulate sentences to you. Like, oh, oh I love you so much. I hate you. At it also sounds very contrived and canned and forced that you have to remind someone how great your marriage is or how great your wife is. She probably isn't. There's probably a lot of trouble because you wouldn't have to say that on any level. Uh, Johnny Meyer is absolutely right too. That, that nice. gag order. I'm obsessed with that early because all he did, the Allison smear campaign guys, you want to hear it. So this, the shows from uh, 99 through about 2004, five is nothing but an Allison smear campaign. And she had Absolutely. her uh, lawyer and shut it down. Not, let us not forget that once they got divorced, it was the Allison is persona non grata. And yes. no speaking of He Allison never says her proper living... name in that sense, what he just heard. No, my ex. He, my ex wife. So, so here's Robin putting her two cents in, which, as usual, whenever Robin does a soliloquy that's more than 10 seconds long, makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I've never been married. 
No right, shit. Fine. I've never wanted to devote my life to anybody. Bullshit. And neither has he. He right. has no idea how that works. So how yep. could he comment on it? I don't know. But he's wait, 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 wait. So very comfortable uh, taking a sh- mm. Isn't he the woman that's always giving people motherly mother advice of how to raise kids? Yes, like, and oh, how to get married. And and, yeah, and, and right. He never shuts the F up about stuff like that. But now least, other people should? Like That's Oprah, not. but at least Oprah has a Stedman. Robin's narcissism, and we go over this all the time, she's saying that I'm no one is good enough for me to dedicate not just my life to any time whatsoever. So I can't even be in a partial relationship. She, she's so, Her ego's so incredibly inflated and so narcissistic. She can't dedicate time for what? what where are you going with this? So, what is she doing that's so magnificent that she know, can't share with someone? You mentioned that because I keep, I keep writing it down on my page of shit that I want to talk to you guys about. And it's something that I hear every time I listen to the show now. And I want you guys to be like super aware of it. You guys in the chat while you're listening to the show these days, because Howard will say something like, I never blah, blah, blah. You know, I never liked so-and-so at, at whatever station. I never did this. Robin will always come back and say, yeah, we never did that. So Howard is very, I, 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 and yeah. Robin is very we, we, we. And he never says, we never did that. We never said this. We spoke to so-and-so. It's always, I spoke to so-and-so. And she'll be like, yeah, we told him. There's no you we know, in team, Mooney. There's no, <laughs> there's, there's no, right? There's no we in team. But she does it constantly. Well, let me finish this clip. Hang Shot on. Shot at me. So I did something I'd never done before. I wrote him an email. I said, why don't you give me a phone call? Oh, let me go back. Yeah, okay. how that works. So how could yeah. he comment on it? I don't know. But he, he he felt very comfortable taking a shot at me. So I did something I'd never done before. I wrote him an email. I said, why don't you give me a phone call? Why don't you, oh. why don't you tell me what you think about my life and my marriage? Since you're, you know, of course, yeah. he never never yeah. wrote me back. Uh, oh, you know what? Omer doesn't care about you. He really I'll, doesn't. If, the, if this is true. If this is true, and it might be true because Marvel actually addressed this. He listens to he actually listens to the show. If this is true, there's not a shot in hell Marvel won't write him back or call him back. There's not a shot in hell he won't. He he's always he loves confrontation. He loves confrontation. He lives for contrarian contrarianism and confrontation. All right. Here's the last one on this thing, and then we're going to go to some Bill Maher clips because we're really interested in listening to it. Here we go. My whole act, if you will, my Listen. whole being on the radio is being honest with my audience. <laughs> and uh, I try to be as I don't I don't share everything, but I try to share a lot of my life. I mean, uh, you know, talking about certain things isn't always easy. And I think I think that I um, I like to show, especially the men in my audience, that I have a very loving heart. Listen to this oh. bullshit that is going on right now. I want to play that Tim Sabian clip. You know, oh. I have a loving heart. It makes you feel like, oh, men will think I'm weak if I say I love my wife. Or men will think, you know, you don't do that kind of thing. It shows weakness. It shows weakness. And quite frankly, it takes a lot of strength to buck the system and say, you know, you know, 
No, I, I really, I have a soft side, and I, and who I, and is this guy? You know, we need some of that in the world. I think people are eating on each other so much. Dude, are you kidding me? With we just this? had Lenny Dykstra on. <laughs> exactly, I bro. He was literally this. defecating on his dying dad a few months ago. It hasn't been yes. that long. Uh, well, he, you know, he his whole defecating on his dad as his dad was dying. No, Jeremy, we have no idea what he's talking about. We have no idea. Like, le legit. Like, who is he talking? You're right. Who the F is he talking about? We don't know. We don't know. But what He we called his know, wife an investment a few months ago. But what we do know is that we now, okay, now that he's done with all of his BS and all his pontificating about, you know, how how he feels so slighted. And, you know, it's so funny the way he'll talk about somebody like Bill Maher. Like, if it was anybody else, if it was like a lesser person or if it was like some stupid newscaster in Des Moines, yep. you know, on like some morning show that that slights him ever so little, he will argue with the tape uh, to his death. Yep. But with Bill... You know He's like, I'm just trying to be honest and loving and, and be the best man I possibly listen, can be. I, since they kind of listen to us once in a while, I got news for you, Howard. Beth don't love you. She yeah. loves your money. Yeah. I mean, I hate to state the obvious, but if you were broke, bro, she wouldn't even have given you the time of day. God. She and, and she knows she has the employability of, of a White Castle employee. Yeah. So she's, she puts up with your crap. Right. Beth don't love you. She loves your money. Right two things on it before you so let's move over to bill so bill had julian lennon on that's who this person is on the right. right hand side who i actually didn't even recognize until uh johnny sent me the clip so that makes this more traumatizing to howard because he's always trying to kiss beetle ass and yeah. i think that this embarrasses him even more that that's his guest so i, sometimes, but, I, sometimes, I think that he I think he would have possibly given attention, but if it was a lesser person, he might not have given it this level of attention. Yes. Was, was Ray Starkey not available? Yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. Like, and I don't want to start a fight with him. We finally repaired our relationship. Well, before. By the way, Bill is always high in his show. Like, yes, he is. You can tell it's almost like stuttering John slur level of highness. Yeah, the eyes closed. One eye is closed. Yeah, uh, but he's he mispronouncing names. He's not yeah. a good. He's not a good spokesman for marijuana. Not, not on this. No, he can't no. remember shit. And you know what? I think with most potheads, you have to do more and more and more to feel that same level of highness. And so, and so he drinks as well whilst doing it. And so, yeah, he's always like he does little... play with his ice very well to my liking. That's my favorite part of the show is watching him <laughs> as a drinking distribute coach, the ice him. bucket. Yeah. Now, interesting. Okay, here we go. For the pandemic, and we're getting along great, Howard Stern. Oh, okay. But like, you know, and when he was, he did my. Sh real-time show like right before the pandemic so high. And, you know, yeah, kind of me in a good nature I, I, way. i'm sorry i didn't see that because oh. I, I watch your show often, oh so. it's well, in, you, in youtube it okay is how he yeah. was only on once ever so that's okay. that and he's saying to me like you know yeah, but bill you know you're successful but, but you don't have a don't you want to settle down you know like and he goes on about how how much he loves his wife beth which he has been doing on the air yeah for like 10 years yeah yeah but we know Howard had this other There's, wife before Beth. So we I love all this, by the way. And, and I just want to mention those are some of the ugliest chairs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's it's random, like you, know? Tiny, you know, a slightly immoral one because I won't settle down. And all I can think of is 
how does this gushing about the second wife, how does that make the first wife feel? You know, yeah, yeah. could we just not gush about the well, person while the other person still can hear it? Yeah, well, it depends how it all ended, really, I think. Mm-hmm. I think Julian Lennon all of a sudden sounds like an old English guy. Yeah. It's very weird to me. It's like yes. throwing me off just a just a snurch here. He sounds like Yoko. Kind of. <laughs> it depends how she feels about the whole circle. You know, she Who's might. She? The, the the first wife. The she first might have wife. been happy to no get name. out of the whole thing. Yeah, but it's you still. It, I don't care. It's still <laughs> gross. It's still. It's still mean in a way. Yeah. So. But I, he's I implying, and I think I agree with it. I think you'll agree with us. You're not there. I think the gushing over Beth for many, many years, maybe not to this day, was passive aggressive shots at Allison. Look at what I have. And then bragging about what all the sure. things he does with Beth. He oh, never did mean- with Allison, which thus. Would, don't you think Allison would love a place in the Hamptons? Don't you think Allison would love to go on all these trips? She'd never got to do any of that stuff. And I Bro. think there's, I think he's right on the money. You know, the reality is Allison had him when he was at his peak, but Beth got him when he was at his wealthiest. Yes. Yes. That's the bottom line. So, you know, sorry that you didn't have him during the time period where you could have reaped so much more benefit of his wealth. But you know what? She didn't do that badly. She got married. What? We no, she, she married a millionaire, divorce. right? Like like yeah. month after the she divorce. Married, she married happily. David it doesn't even matter how much money he had. I'm sure she met him in the rich whatever, dude. you know, Rockville placenta type place that they lived in, you know, North Shore kind of place, five towns ish, would be near you lit place. But, hey, listen, I didn't I haven't heard this interview, but why is he talking about Howard Stern's wife when I don't Julian know? Lennon's, weird. Julian Lennon's father famously abused him emotionally and abandoned him. Yeah, and then married like some. John was a complete prick to Julian. Reaching bitch, I, I just the whole thing. No, I the, don't the, know. The, can I can I explain what the topic was? Yeah, well, it was what? the topic was celebrities need to marry equal people. So you know you have to be on the same celebrity level, and someone who elevates you when you're out gallivanting in public. You can't be embarrassed by the mate in the celebrity world. You have to be the equal. You know, it's like, do I? Well, I have to be better than this person. I have to be perceived as. Well, and so he's going into weird couples. Elephant in a room. Did he talk about John and Yoko marrying? I didn't listen. I only listened to this part. I'm just curious. I mean, it's. Because he seemed like John took a huge step no, down. Mara's for that a huge Beatle file. He's not going to say well, anything bad about yeah, it. Well, I'm sure yeah. he is. They, everybody is in uh, uh, Baby Boomers. It's not unique. Yep, yep. All right, let's move on. And I want to hear the rest of the clip. Here we go. Like, be like, oh, I am celebrities. Well, there's, there's a lot of that going on. Stupid celebrities do it that. all the time. All the time. They, oh. Like, this is, the, I was not alive before her. Everything I was doing yeah, yeah. was like taking a shit compared to being with this woman I'm with now. And the first check is like, what? But I, I just think, well, especially in Hollywood, of course, this is such an incestuous town in that yes. in the relationship. Field. Yes. It's a nice you know, camera uh, angle there. It's that camera angle looks like when your dog bangs into the blink camera on your <laughs> <laughs> right? and you don't realize it for about a week or so until you look at it and say, the They're trying to get the angle on the Giannis and Tenacumpo offensive foul. Moni, they need to see from there. There you go, right? <laughs> you know, it's 
attitudes uh, and well they're undying well they're undying love every every six months <laughs> to a year going i found true love and then the next minute you know they're shacking up with someone else it's i like, feel like a lot of what they i don't know maybe i'm misreading this but there is a sort of a um it's common. I have to be with someone worthy of me, or else I look bad. And I don't. And I don't know if that's the thing you want to use to drive your love life. No, seems very uh, important and relative here to have <laughs> some someone that's in the in the in the public eye as well that will fit nicely. You know, it's interesting because as they're talking about this, I, I noticed. Um, <clears throat> Monsoon had done a uh, thread today about Beth having to go into the city last weekend and, you know, Howard had talked uh, ad nauseum about it. And as it turns out, it was for some sort of Brooke Shields, one woman show she was doing right. at the Carlisle, uh, hotel or something or the Carlisle, whatever. And um, all the people that were there to see her and praise her and, you know, make sure that she was happy and whatever. And um, totally lost my train of thought. What was it that Julian Lennon just said? Oh, somebody. Well, they're, they're, they're still talking about Howard, work. technically. So and what we're doing like, basically all... is, is whenever Howard is somewhere. So I did a little dive into all the pictures from the the thing and whatever. And usually it'll say like the star, like Jerry Seinfeld was there and this one was there and this one was there, but it's always Howard Stern and Beth Stern. Like they always make a point. Of, she has to be brought up. Right. And then when the luminaries, right. Exactly. And nobody else cares to do that. Nobody else cares to do that. That's what PR people do. They very much are uh, Googling themselves. We know this for a fact. They very much are. She has, she needs, she is in the fame game. And she, there is, she insists she gets brought up in every way, shape and form because she has such an inferiority complex. She should have an imposter cop that she doesn't belong with these people. So her name has to be brought up. I like what Dorian Morgan says. If the timing were any different and Bill Maher did his politically incorrect show from New York, Really, Howard could be Bill Maher. Bill Maher could have gotten Beth. That's that's the type of guy that she'd be hanging Absolutely. around. Absolutely, so Bill funny, Maher Dorian. doesn't commit to anybody. Any likes Asians? Yes, at, he'd be at the Mercer Hotel, uh, at the Soho Grand or the Tribeca Hotel or whatever. Yes, he's not into horses. If he lived in New York in those years. Yes, but Beth would have gone. Methinks Beth would have gone for any of those guys who would have been somebody that you know would have enhanced her. Uh, favorability in the world. And but Bill is so right because it is it is that sickening. The I've I've never been alive until I met this person. That's how he frames it, and that's what Allison. You know, also too, like you could have like Ashley's like you know Ashley and her her, her Howard's son-in-law could be a Bill Maher fan. They could be watching this and they hear that and they're talking about their mom, right? I mean, it's not she's not Allison. I, I don't know if she likes – would Allison like that clip or no? I think she would. By the way, Julian Lennon is 60 years old. Somebody yeah, was, gonna... was asking about that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, huh? Yeah, Casey and us are very cool. We love him. I text with him all the time. It's all good. Everything is good with Casey. Why? Is he saying something? What is he saying? I hope he is. To the contrary. No, Casey's cool. Casey is I would, love. 
Yeah, I, I would never even have an argument with him if that was the case. Um, all right, let's go back to the show at hand. He uh, he started doing, I don't know, it's just really weird AGT bullshit. And it was just, uh, it was just kind of weird and very lie driven. So let me just play a little snurch of that. Um. I don't know. I don't know. It was like a, not a, not a, I don't know what newspaper or anything, but they were saying that I had been fired from America's Got Talent and I'm hiding a secret. How long is he off of America's Got Talent? Uh, Damn, seven years, eight years. Okay. How, we, how, how do we go back to AGT on a, on a constant basis at this point? Well, we're happy we didn't go to 1987 again. That's uh, yeah. because usually he has the, no new life experiences. None. And Nothing going on in his life. You're right. exactly right. And he has Nothing that he wants to share. Him. Nothing that he wants to share. And it still eats at him, the Simon Cowell Sony leaks. I don't know if you have that letter in front of it. It's just not, he's claiming he wasn't fired. We've gone over this on this show a thousand times with that letter and clips from it and the day of it. Um, he's, it's still, it's, you know, how he, he ego maniacal he is. It's still eating him. It's still, yeah. I think he thinks about it all the time. Well, it's let's listen those... to the lies. Here we go. Oh, I said, well, really? if I was fired, I don't... <laughs> well, I mean, I guess in a way, if you want to interpret the facts that way, I get, you know, again, I, I, you know, I read this stuff and I go, I guess they got to sell newspapers, but I didn't even think anybody was interested in America's Got Talent. The only thing no, I can nobody think is. is that like. It somehow is generated by Simon Cowell, who still feels still uh, feels guilty for lying to me. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure he feels right. Was he here? Here, this is the best one. It's a it's a minute long, but I just thought the lies were so rife in this. It's classic. I think in year two, I wanted to leave, and they said, "Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Stay." And so I stayed on for year three, and I was convinced that was it. And the reason was, I. I felt like between the radio show and this, it, like I like doing the radio show and America's Got Talent wasn't sort of my vision of my career. It was funny to do for a season or two. Yeah. But now it was turning funny into for, a joke. It, it, it's a joke for, now. Funny for a season or two. It's a, it's a joke it's a now. By the way, he was the most serious person on that whole show. Easily. Like easily. For real. Never. And I was looking smile. for more free time in my life. Yeah, right, right, right. And then this in year three, I, um, Simon Cowell showed up at the show. He didn't have a gig at that time, except over in England. He wanted to be on American television. Because he needed more And money. I remember him. He saw me there, and I saw him staring at me the whole fucking time. And I said to my wife afterwards, I go, uh-oh, this fucking guy, he had, you know, this I could see the guy. wheels turning in him. He was freaking out how popular I was on the show. Can you imagine? Sort of, you know. Wow. When I, you know, the crowd was very, very into it. Or he was freaking out because of his popularity. He was jealous. So basically, Simon Did, uh, jealous. Wasn't he part of the Sony hack? Yeah, this is what. This <laughs> is yeah, it yeah, he was really sweating you, bro. No, but he wasn't part of the Sony hack. It was somebody who worked for him who was part no, of the Sony hack. No, what I, I mean, yeah, him. it was mentioned. Yeah, he was. Some Sony info got, came gonna, out. I, I have the, I've, in the private chat. This is the, I guess, the email. Uh, you see yeah. it? I got it. I think it's only this. It's not super long. It's just uh well also too, like, why don't you fire Howie Mandel then? What's what why not what let's get rid of Howie Mandel. Why do you need Howie Mandel? Fire Howie instead. Because he brought the show to LA wasting copies, not just his salary. Yeah, right, fifteen million dollars a year, Mr. D. And then 
uprooting at these other people who are bigger than he is. The ratings go down. You're not getting what you paid for. There's no edge. There's nothing. Not, and he probably, you, I mean, Monique, you know how this works, right? He and Buck Wald went in there and pitched. My my audience makes, I, I, have, a, I have an audience of, of 10 million people a day, and they're all going to watch America's Got Talent, and you're going to pay me this. Goes, okay, let me see. They have no ratings to produce to them. So he got away with huckstering himself to AGT that he's going to bring his entire audience with him. And they had no idea that that audience was dwindled to nothing. They had no idea. They had Bad no idea. Exactly right. Part of the deal was that Simon cost less and the show would move back to LA. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's the WikiLeaks, just in case any of you don't remember what this was. Read Confidential, why I called you. Sure, I would be happy to see... We don't even know that there was like some back and forth prior to this. And I'm not yeah, sure. I'd love to see that. Know that. That and that. Yesterday, if you remember, he was considering what to do with the show. America has talent. He is the star of it in the UK and producer here is usually successful and a better show in the UK. He's thinking that the right thing to do would be for him to star in the show, not Howard Stern and move it to Los Angeles where it'd be cheaper to produce. He wants to meet with you. He's out here. And by the way, it's so horribly done i can't even believe this isn't like nepotism at its finest i can't believe that this michael linton isn't like some retarded child of somebody it always is if you trace it back he probably is related to someone i mean really i, I can't yeah, believe that you would write a notice like this to somebody at nbc universal that 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 is written so poorly any chance you could sit with him and hear him out perhaps with bob bob greenblatt he is he is very very talented like who needs to say that about somebody? I think the whole thing is so insane to me. Yeah. We have a big overall deal with Simon and own his music company and half of all his television show he produces. I mean, it's just such a stupid email. It's just so stupid. Yeah. Uh, he has the Roy email. I wonder if there's anything of any note in this. No, I guess not. We're good. I mean, that's more than enough. Yeah, it's more than enough. It's right. I mean, it just shows what... How much crap he's full of, man. Come on. Think about this. You have a salary he doesn't deserve. They moved the show to New York. They're not getting what they paid for. And then he's making them hollow promises in meetings that I'm going to bring my, my my huge audience. And they realize, oh, my God. How, what, what was the percentage of ratings it dropped? It was God, 35%. I mean, honestly, it seemed like he just wanted to milk and, and uh, AGT like uh, he milks serious. He wanted just to be apathy. They just keep cutting him checks for no freaking reason. But there's that's no easier like his... job in show business, actually. That's what it What's seems like he wanted. What's job than a judge? He's speaking for 90 seconds every two hours. What's yeah. the e it's, and you remember how much time he spent saying how much easy Paula Abdul's job is and Randy Jackson and any idiot can do it. And when he started yeah. doing it, oh, it's this, it's this crazy analyzation. I don't know. You know... I think the, uh, I, the the meetings with Buckwald and the NBC executives, that's what I would love to see. I would love to see what he promised them because it's always the same shit. I'm bringing my audience with me. And again, you have Generation X now in a position of power that is doing the hiring and they think, oh, God, it's the same guy that I grew up loving. And right. It's not the same guy. It's not the same guy. All right. I'm going to move on a little bit. Um, I'm not yep. even going to go into like he started talking about Hartford. I'm sorry. One last thing. Benjamin, yeah. yes. we Radio Gunk is owned by NBC Universal. You got it. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. Yes, it is. Um, so he went into the whole thing about he just started lying about his days in Hartford and how he had no money for rent and he couldn't even afford to like live anymore and all this stuff. And just so you all know, you all know, I'm working on a Howard Stern timeline 
which we'll present to you guys probably in the next week or so of the fact that after he graduated from college, he had like one or two jobs, but then he literally went like to one radio station for seven months, left, went to another radio station for eight months, left, went to another radio station for like nine months, left, went to another radio station for a year, left, you know, and each time making more money, making more money, making more money. And yeah. he got to about $30,000 when he left one of his jobs, which would be equal to about $125,000 right now. And then his next uh, contract was, was for like over a million dollars. And, um, and yeah, that's just the way it went. And uh, so, yeah, so there's a couple of little lie things that he went into and I'm going to move on from that. Um, I do want to talk about Ralph really quickly shilling the I Metamucil can't get that man fucking again. Adam Durich Metamucil man song out of my head. It's really fucking good. <laughs> it's First really good. I, heard it, I was like, oh, it's a goof. And then I'm listening to it. I'm, I'm walking around the house singing it. And... Yeah, sure you are. <laughs> it's good. It really is good. And, you know, it's the purest kind of love. My and then, of course, he went into this song in its entirety once again, which we will not do. Um, one more thing I want to go into um, before we go back to some Bill Maher stuff is uh, Howard's Amazing Artwork. And I want to talk about that really oh, quick. Oh, how about uh, bring back Jackie on um, uh, I got Dan it. I got Dance it. Paper Game? I got it. I got it pulled, <laughs> I got it pulled up. Well, hang on. Let me just talk about this real quick. I feel so bad leaving people hang with uh this this is the end of the Lana. show. It was already like ten twenty or something like that, but he has to get in this last call because the it's in praise of him. Ah, so many people on the phone. One quick call. Well, one or two. Come on. Hey Ryan, quickly Hi. in Ohio. What's up? Howard. Ryan from Fairborn, Ohio, former home of JD Harmeyer. Just want to say right. hey, hey, I saw Dan's paper. Man, you're how did you see Dan's paper in Ohio? I don't know. It took Mr. Judy Tenuta shipped it to me. He lives on Long Island so that I could see it, but you in Ohio happen to see Dan's paper. Artwork is fucking beautiful, man. I saw some of your barn paintings or maybe Thank sketches. You. Some of your barn paintings. There's one. Absolutely gorgeous. So uh, on the Cocktober, uh, just riding that train, uh, would you maybe paint some cocks of the staff members <laughs> and maybe release them as a calendar for some uh, shore funds or something? This is what he wanted to talk about. This is what he needed to leave his um, audience with before before he left for the day. So, you know, I had seen that Bring, Bring Back Jackie had done something uh, about it today, which I thought was phenomenal. Let me I think he up. was like DMing with the assistant editor of Dan's yeah. papers. Like oh. he's, just a, he's a figurehead yeah. or something. Just spoke to a JP at Dan's papers. Evidently, Dan doesn't own the paper any longer. Schnepp's media owns it i asked jp if the public could view stern's paintings that many believe them not to be paintings but rather tracings <laughs> and colorings from pictures and that if this is true it would constitute fraud by howard stern on dan's papers readers more disturbing is if schneps was aware that these paintings aren't what they're represented to be i informed jp that this might be a story for them <laughs> jp said he'll alert the owners so I kind of found that amusing. I did want to share a couple of things on that note with you right now. So what I did is I went, uh, let me present screen. Hold on one second. So what I did is I, I took a little tutorial on, um, on Photoshop 
sketching, which I'm oh, going to share a tutor going to share with the people right now. So I just decided, you know, what would it be like if I, if what I did is, hold on a second, I'll show you, is if I started with a picture of a barn and, you know, started doing the layering as you do in Photoshop and then, you know, did a overlay copy of that, finally getting to this point. Okay, so mm. basically what you could do is layer until you get something that uh, resembles a sketch. That's what you do. And so this would be, oopsie, this would be the manifestation of that via Photoshop. That looks awful familiar. Doesn't yeah. It? I, I think that's called doing a Dr. Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> little so, buddy yeah. will get that so that's kind of what it looks like so then i started to read the article that howard had in dan's papers and it was about his teacher and so then i started to do a little bit of a deep dive into his teacher and i came <laughs> I came across this, which I thought you guys would find incredibly interesting. Um, so no, Monique, I just saw on CNBC, uh, the Daily Bugle just bought Dan's papers, and J.J. Oda Jameson's the new editor-in-chief. So here's the thing, just in case you, none of you had seen the Dan's paper thing. So here's Dan's paper, Yeah. Oh and here's Howard's Here's Howard's watercolor. Here's Howard's Photoshop. Let's just call it what it is. Here's, Here's Howard's, Howard's Photoshop. Watercolor. So well, it says art. It doesn't say drawing. It says art, which is different. Yeah, it's uh, very art nebulous. Art is not drawing. Art is what you just did. Well, that's art, art is art. Yeah. Yeah, that's art. Art is yeah. kind of like the art is kind of like the Kanye West sticker that I stole <laughs> off of a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So there's this. So he starts talking about his teacher and I decide to then look up his teacher and I found a really interesting thing. His name is Frederick Rosen. So uh -oh. Frederick found, Rosen. I found a really interesting thing. Frederick Rosen on teaching Howard Stern watercolor painting. This is by somebody called Mish Live, who has a total of 14 subscribers. Yeah, and everybody go. I feel better now. Okay. <laughs> and so Frederick starts talking about Howard. And I just thought this was really interesting. And I thought you guys would want to hear it. Yes, absolutely. So let's go to his uh, artwork and what his teacher says about him. And, I, you know, I think there's a couple of things we could pick through in this. Really, you want to become the kind of teacher you wish you could have had. I think that's the ultimate model for teachers to say, so I try, try and be, I can teach somebody the nuts and bolts of drawing and painting. I can't teach somebody poetry or make them an artist, but I can teach them the tools that they can then uh, become their own artists through using. So, so you, you feel like you can, Someone can will themselves into becoming a great artist. I mean, what I've taken away from that is like, you have to put in your 10,000 hours. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great that you feel that way. 10,000 hours is 20 hours a week for 10 years. 
I don't agree with that. It's exactly what it turns out to be. And I have students. Um, I, I, I don't mind name dropping. Howard Stern is one of my favorite students. Um, Howard's been with me seven years. And my mm. man has a foundation of drawing and painting that now he can really do his own thing. He's, he's just evolving after these seven years evolving. to uh, become his own artist. He's, he's really been flowering as somebody who's now doing his own thing. And it took him seven years of, of looking at the artists I recommend and practicing the drawing techniques I teach and the wash techniques. There's a lot to learn. Yeah. Um, and, but if somebody's willing to put in the time, the beautiful thing about it is it's a learnable technique. I, I was going to mention. He teaches like a specific way of sketching. Yeah. Um, the comments are open. Refresh. I'm sorry. The comment <laughs> section is open. Refresh. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, did you do that? No, <laughs> it, was, it was clearly Frank the Trank. That in my name. Oh, you It's Frank from our chat. He is poison. He's making you look bad. <laughs> I love it. The other comments seven years ago. Hey, everybody. The comment section's open. Yeah, come to Islam. And yeah, what is that? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let's continue because there's some interesting parts what here. What is doing your own thing? Actually, mean you know, funny enough, I was um doing some you know research for, for this conversation desk. last night and um i had howard on in the background and all of a sudden he's talking about frederick frozen and <laughs> he, he tells a story which i'd like to get your take and, on and and listen to I how guess... incredibly and shockingly boring the story is right if i'm these two i'm like who is this show for no nobody there's 14 yeah. subscribers yeah. But just listen to how boring the story is and then Frederick's response. Yes, over the weekend or just recently, he was speaking with you and he was tantruming because he couldn't find uh, bowls he used to watercolors. Bulls. Is this, is this right? is that happened? He was freaking out. You guys. Well, he's like, you know, listen, listen, Howard listen. is under a lot of pressure. He's working, by the way, he's working on a huge painting. The biggest one he's done. Mm -hmm. accent? Accent? And it's taken in months. He's from New York. And he's doing a beautiful job on it, but he he feels pressured because he doesn't have enough time uh, aside from the radio to put in the kind of hours he wishes he could. Oh my God. And he loves the painting so much that he's feeling frustrated. I, you know, I've, I've reluctantly had him work on Oy. different things because they demand much more kind of prolonged engagement. So we're having working on smaller things is more manageable for somebody like him, who has to divide his time so strictly. Um, but he wanted to take on this big boy, and he's doing it beautifully. But he's frustrated that he can't work on it. So at the end of our session, <laughs> what he's Your mixing colors, and what listen, I do with listen. him is I'll, cause I you know, I won't see him for a number of days, so I'll go over what his next step should be and some of the colors he should be using and he'll even pre-mix some so that, that uh he's prepared i know so we're going over this in kindergarten and he doesn't have a bowl he doesn't have a bowl listen and he freaks out where the fuck are my bowl god damn it the housekeeper must have come in and taken them oh, he's no, like the 
wigging out. And then he finally realizes Uh-oh. that he just Uh-oh. had Uh-oh. a package of six out, and he has more bowls in a box somewhere. <gasps> so he was like, okay, I don't have to fire her. Everything's fine. You know. Wow, what, what a swell But yeah, he, he went off. Wow. <laughs> Poor Consuela. Hey, wait, let me, great, let's... great, great, great find, Monique. I don't know how you, what prompted you to look for that. Rather That's hard. a great find. Yeah. That is a re- this is the one percenter life we're not hearing about on the show. Consuela. That shit goes on all the time. That's, That's right. the story that we heard about with the eye contact and the landscaper getting fired with mm. Beth. That's that shit goes on all the time. That's the real life. That is a great find by you. I don't know what made you look for that. I don't know how you. It's that little minutia stuff that we appreciate so very so, very much. Yes, that, so I all have about that. Yeah. I have Howard's natural talent. Uh, pulled up. This is this is his natural talent. All right. Bob's last smoke goes. Guess I won't be painting Howard anymore. There yeah, it is. This is what he paints. This that's, is that's his talent level. His I talent don't give a level. shit. I don't give a shit nope. what you say. That's his talent level. That's right. Something on the beach, facing us or walking away. When well, the only one that relates to that is Beth's brothers. Dennis, can you what? find for us um, the can recent you find one? The one that he that she took down. Because it was so horrible. Hold on, I gotta find it. I, I gotta find that one. New and fresh as they come, and just. Oh as yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me go. We stop. JRR is right. No, this never would have gotten out if Monique didn't find that. It's the only thing that's gonna draw attention to that. Now he's gonna get. Now he's gonna fire his art coach. Oh, yeah. totally. Totally. It's okay. It I just never would have gotten. Comment. No one ever would have given that attention. It's been yeah. out for a year, right? That's over a year that's been sitting there. Three hundred and seventy-six views, and it's uh, over a year old. Yes. That's so. Well, great. look at the new comment. What? Oh, dear so, Christ, um, why? <laughs> make me refresh this, you bastard. You know, ideally, you want to be... Mm. Hold on, I think it was a radio gunk. Funeral <laughs> <laughs> direct. Hey, Joe, you clearly lift. <laughs> yeah, everyone in the chat, feel free to just pummel this thing. Yeah. That, that would be great. <laughs> here we go, here we go, here we go. How would I paint my boat that recently caught on fire? Only after I eat my <laughs> Tom, <laughs> one for me. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. I just hurt myself. When does Jesus. the Adobe Photoshop tutorial start? Oh, you guys, kill me. I love you all. But yes, you know yes, what? Yes. It is what it is. Sorry. You know what? We're doing this for... For Gary Puppet. Gary Puppet would be that's proud. exactly right. They were doing it in Gary Puppet's honor. Okay, that's Mish Live, Fed Frederick Brosen on teaching Howard Stern watercolor painting. I'm just all into that. I love I love everything about it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I knew you guys would appreciate that. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're very welcome. You're very, very welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so getting back to the Bill Maher thing, apparently it, it made the news then. Uh-oh. So it has it. Howard Stern eviscerates Bill Maher for criticizing Stern gushing about his wife. He ought to shut his mouth. Howard Stern declared that he's no longer friends with Bill Maher after HBO host took aim at Stern's penchant for discussing his wife on air. Maher made comments about Stern on Sunday's edition of his podcast, Club Random, in which he said Stern always talks about his wife, Beth Stern. The HBO host took issue with Stern asking if he would ever settle down with someone, citing that Stern had been married before. How does this gushing about the second wife, how does that make the first wife feel, Maher lamented. 
can we just not gush about the person while the other person can still hear it? See, what he doesn't realize is that Allison can give a rat's ass about she, what she doesn't happened. care. She got paid. Yeah, exactly. She's, and she's, she's out of hell. And happy. And she's happy. <laughs> Stern addressed Mars comments on Tuesday's edition of Howard Stern Show. Knowing prior COVID, both men had patched up their rocky friendship. What a sexist thing to say. Blah, 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 blah. Stern said he reached out to Mar about the comments. So he did something I've never done before. Never. I wrote an email and said, why don't you give me a call? Why don't you tell me what you think about my life and my marriage since you're so, you know, you know. But of course, he never wrote back to me. I just want to see how brave he was. If he was brave enough to call me and actually get on the phone with me and zero response. Ah, by the way, there's nothing that Howard could say to Bill Maher that Bill Maher wouldn't eviscerate him with. Bill, but, Bill, like I posted in the thread, Bill Maher has twice the, twice the IQ of Howard. Twice. It doesn't matter. He's fearless. That Maher's not running from him. He probably, he probably, exactly, but he's he smarter than he is. He already contacted him back and Howard said he didn't contact him. He's of course always he coming out. Well, here, he here's the thing. Like Den of Vipers. You don't, you don't think Howard can call his agent and get his phone number so they can just text him? So of for sure yes. he gets a message? He already has his an number. Email is probably number. next to Exactly. It's emails next to the Best Buy Sunday commercial. We know Bill. Bill's probably changed his phone number four times since Howard actually ever got home. But I mean, like, you, he can... He can get that number. It's not that hard. I love him. Rupert's comment here. Allison is the only person next to Stuttering John that left Stern and got paid. Yes. Uh. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, all right. Let me just see if there's anything else real quick on the Stern show that I wanted to talk about. Ah, see, now I didn't get this whole clip, as you know, John. So I'm just going to play what I have. Go and then what? we can talk through the rest of it about the seating for the wedding. Oh, and... you probably have enough. It's just, I mean, my whole point is I don't know. they have to take a red flag. Let's right? listen to it, and then you can fill in the gaps because I'm sure that I don't have the whole thing. This is the last clip I have for today, and then we're going to get to some other stuff. So here we go. Maybe. That was um, another thing. Oh, my God. Doing tables? It was insane. It's hard. It's hard to figure out who should sit with who. I know. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. My daughter's wedding was like that. I know she called me, Dad, who do you think should sit here? I go, honey. You know, there's no way that his daughter called him to find out who sits where. Because nope. Howard no. literally maybe had 10 invitees at this entire thing. You got to handle that. I, no. I I don't know what to tell you. Whatever would make I you think... happy. I remember my wedding where people came to me afterwards so they didn't like where they were seated. Believe it or not, people had the balls to Which say. Which wedding? Real? Yeah, apparently. Which one, the real wedding or yeah, the fake like one that was in Manhattan? There might have been yeah. three, Dennis. The only one that counts for him. Is the fake one in Manhattan. Yeah. Are you reading this, Dennis? Are you reading what's on the yes. here? Oh my God. She yeah. just she just she sat in my lap purred and now she's uh she's she's getting ready to go to sleep on her pillow. Sorry. Mm, sorry. So <laughs> sorry, it's not uh, happening. What's this clip I have here with Bill Maher, Howard Stern, Dennis Miller? Oh, it's just I was going through. The, I, you know, I, I honestly feel like we could do a whole show, a whole show on the history of the Mar and Howard and how they go back and the weird bipolar relationship they have. It is a constant push and pull. It has been going on since I can remember ninety four. I think. Since right, well, hold Mar on, let me do Howard this. Cleaning out the computer. Okay, what were you saying? Howard worked with Mars' dad at WNBC. This has been going on with these two, two egomaniacs. There's a lot of similarities, and Mar loves to troll him. And it's uh, so. What I have is uh, the kind of the the 9/11 stuff. So 
when Mar had those comments about he got fired from Politically Incorrect and Howard mm-hmm. didn't have his back and he went on the Stern show. And then, you know, the freedom of speech thing, Mar was pissed off that Howard didn't have his back for the, the you know, the uh, the king of all uh, First Amendment uh, uh, mm-hmm. martyr and doesn't have my back. And so they went back and forth and Mar uh, hit him on his own show on real time. And I think the first one you should play is it says 9-11. Uh, Bill Maher versus Howard over 9-11. Yeah. All right. I love this comment. Puzzle has changed since she became a book. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Uh, she's come big time now. uh, (laughs) She is big time. All right. Mark calls into the show because he is on the chopping block. This is 10 days after 9-11. And he makes a comment about the terrorists weren't cowards. And and then they, they bring in like crazy cabbie and Stephen Baldwin and they gang up on him. But I didn't give you that. I just gave kind of Marr versus Howard and the basic argument. Uh, Johnny Myers says, do you remember Howard accused Bill of stealing the idea of politically? Yes, him? yes, absolutely. That's why this endless stuff and the whack back politically incorrect. There's so much stuff we could do on that. All right. That's amazing. All right. So let's go. Here we go. Uh, now, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. Let me tell you why. And then you, they now give the microphone. I don't know. Bill, there is nothing in no way, unless you, may, unless you were making a joke, which I don't think you were, there is no way that a guy who gets on a plane and attacks defenseless people is brave. There's nothing brave about it. But I didn't say that. And there is no way that we are cowards for lopping bombs because I'll tell you something. I'm just telling you, lopping a bomb is a perfectly reasonable way to wipe out the enemy and not risk our lives. I don't think that's cowardly. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a response to a coward. All right, go ahead. So now you talk. Okay, so obviously we're going to go on a little bit. Let me go to part two. Uh, even we have done that. Sherman's march through Atlanta was against civilians. Uh, and he said, you know, because they didn't turn back, because they completed their mission, you can call them a lot of things, but you really can't call them cowards. Right. And I would disagree and, with that statement that he made. Because okay, that's, that's what I would do if I was on I'd say, I'd say I wouldn't have said we, because that's vague, and, and some people try to turn that around knowing better, but still trying to fan a flame. Oh, my God. What are we listening to here? They're fighting over 9-11 and Howard not having his back. So he gets fired. And Howard will not defend Mar for getting fired, and then Mar just goes scorched earth on him on his own show, and mm-hmm. then takes him. Um, there's a there's a clip, there's a video clip. Is it this one? <gasps> yes. Okay. So this is he's, Mar's carrying this around forever. This is a couple of years after. I think this is three years after that. By the way, this is from my own VHS collection. Damn. I mean, I remember when I was on Howard Stern defending myself after September 11th. And Howard Stern said, uh, well, I was defending my crazy comments. He said, I think we should drop a nuclear bomb on a Muslim country. I don't care which Muslim country. It doesn't matter. Just any Muslim country. Just drop a nuclear bomb. Throw a dart at the map and drop a nuclear bomb. That's okay. Yeah, Jackie wrote that for him. (laughs) <laughs> oh damn all right <laughs> damn that's... That you, the clip you didn't play the third one he says because <laughs> i just think you should just take a bomb and throw it at the whole middle east and blow up the whole middle east and mar says how come i get fired 
you working for CBS. How am I getting fired from a show called Politically Incorrect? Exactly. And he stays on the air saying much, much worse things than me for hours a day. How am I? How am I? I disagree with you. I think what you meant was what you said. I think you said. Yeah, he's doing a lot of yeah. explaining here that he didn't do that. Yeah, I think you need to say that that night. That's true. That, that's true. The fact of the matter is. We are not, when we say we are cowards, there's nothing wrong with lopping a button. In fact, I wish we could press a button Here we go. and blow up every goddamn friggin' terrorist nation robot. and do it by robot so none of us have to die. It's not cowardly, it's so close. Fighting people. warfare the best way you know how. Fighting warfare the best way you know how. Well, the best way we know how has done a pretty lousy job of it, and I just Wrong. Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Oh, my God. That's a job of it. Boy, the Japs really behaved after that. Now they make sushi and they give us massages with their feet. Though here, the, the bomb, Harry Truman wow. was like a bomb. Wow. They behave. That was a completely different situation. No, it isn't. We have been bowing to world opinion, but I don't necessarily know that that's cowardly. Look, this fight against terrorism is going on for a long time, and we should have been attacking it in a completely different way. Absolutely, but that's it. It's got nothing to do. He's right. There actually, it was a weird time after 9-11. Like, I I remember, and George Bush wasn't my favorite president. It empowered badge bunny, stolen valor pieces of shit, like posers like Howard, though. That was the worst part. I was all for for going to war. I was all for they're hiding things from us, and we need to go to war, and we need to get rid of these terrorists. I was all for it, you know, until I realized what an incredibly psychotic, you know, money grab the whole thing war it was i mean you know war is good for business right war is good absolutely for, it is war is good for business and yes. and that's how it always works and yeah i was i was all for it i was like yeah fuck them let's go kill them all right. I don't right, care. Autobot. Still calling him the Japs after all these years, right? That was, yeah, that's, that's the real guy. That's, that's right. That's the real Howard Stern right there. I don't the Japs anymore. <laughs> 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 all right. So here's the other things I have for Bill Maher, but I almost want to get to Martin Short. So Bill Maher defends Howard's nest of vipers. Hypocrite Howard defends Martin. Right. Martin. So after that, Maher is the good graces to defend Howard being fired by Clear Channel to his panel. And he has Christy Todd Whitman on his show. But this is on Howard's show, and Howard's playing it, but he's bashing Bill Maher at the same time. It's an interesting. And this is where the, that, that quote, like, the nest of vipers comes from. Okay, here we go. You want to hear uh, everyone debating us all over the country? Oh. I'll start with Bill Maher. Oh, God. Here's the, uh, understand, we have a service that clips all of this stuff. There's probably over 50,000 entries wow. discussing this show. The Howard Stern radio show. So I've narrowed it down to, here's Bill Marshall, real time, which I can't imagine anyone even watches. Guest is the former governor of New Jersey, Christy Todd Whitman, who many would agree we got into office. To the rest stop after this. Oh, no. You really think that you got her into office, so what she did for you is put a little signage up at some shit place? Yeah, it was, um, Roy Rogers, exactly. How fitting. Yeah. On my old show, I had uh, Pat Boone on, and I asked him, Pat, uh, who do you think the Antichrist is? And he said, I don't know, but Howard Stern comes close. <laughs> I noticed this week they yanked Howard Stern off of six channels. Now, you have to notice. I, I, am, I have to tell you, no fan of Howard Stern. I used to do his show, and uh, it is a nest of vipers over there. They're, they're awful people. That's, that's How great is that? Couldn't be more right. There's yes, no there's... lie there. There's no lie there. Straight up, they are all awful people. Let's finish it. What the people like. Well, Congress didn't take it off. 
Yeah, but they, but they, but they really forced their hand. They, they, he got taken See, off because. I mean, I love Howard. I, I have to understand. You love Let Howard? Well, no, I don't love him. I never listened to him. But let... Should I love Howard Stern? But then when Bill said, "Do you really love him?" And she goes, "No, I don't love him." Thanks. I mean, years ago, Howard Stern endorsed me for governor simply because my campaign called him first. It was nothing to do with issues, but I want to tell you, in the closest races I had, that made a difference. And I've been on him, too, but I, I don't listen to him. I think this was really what we have to watch is they made a decision. They think things are going to change. Clear Channel was making a business decision. They could very well... Has Mr. Stern started saying new things, or is it the other no. stuff? No, and, and in fact, Clear Channel admitted that. They said, he hasn't changed, we have. I saw the end that is that Rush Limbaugh defended Howard Stern, and, and even, I think he's... I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't care. Yeah, I'm a little lost now. Yeah, I got a little lost. Got a little no, lost. It's, it's a whole FCC clear... How do you not follow that? I, I, got weedy. I, got, I, got, I got a little weedy, John. I got a little weedy, I, 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 I got the, Give me your ADHD medication. The, um... You know, you know, a lot of this uh, Mar thing, though, is kind of the timing's kind of interesting because he's like gone off a lot of the narratives because he's thinking for himself, and right. now he's good. Ba he's a good target for Howard to try to go after. So that's kind of because he's questioned a lot of the things. There's, there's no feuds that is you're wrong. There's no feuds. There's no targets. Oh, there's no feud, but it's he it's will not him take to, anyone on. There's, no, no, it's for him, but it's for him to try to make. You know, the, there's Hollywood friends like him more, so he goes after certain targets. It's very, he's very, you know, it's it's very calculated. Plus, then it gets him in the newspaper because it's very calculated because it's all, it's been out there that you know, Bill Bill Maher's been questioning a lot of things because you know a lot of people on the left are not happy with him because he's thinking for himself, and it's been very well, interesting. What would he think for? What are you talking but, about? You know, but a lot of people, Autobots. If you watch CNBC, MSNBC, they just follow the narrative and they say whatever is supposed what, to be said. What does Fox follow, Dennis? What they follow the narrative right? also. They all do. Okay, they all Fox follow too. the narrative, and but, but he Bill doesn't. Has always thought for himself. He's always, exactly, he's always and, been an independent. Thing. And now he yeah. makes a very. And now it's very. It's very good for Howard to attack him because now it'll make good. It'll make good news. So he gets his. He gets his name in the paper, and well, he gets his but, name. Yeah. But, exactly. but but Bill did bring him up for no good reason on well, his show. I mean, that was kind of weird. It was I, I'm weird, sure but you listened to a show in the past where Beth was on and being the whiny bitch that she is, yes. and him being like, "Oh, honey, I love you. Oh, I love you too. I love you so much. Ugh. I love you. I love you." And it's it's cloyingly disgusting. It really is. And it is true that he never did that with Allison. Never. No, of course not. Oh, Allison God, no. Workhorse. She was the mother, you know, uh, uh, babies passed through her vagina. <laughs> he, he probably, you know, got a little like chunky after the fact, after three kids. She and did. there was nothing about her that he loved anymore. Because I don't think, you know what? If you look at the her. early videos of him and her, they, I don't think he ever loved her, actually. I think that was all an arranged marriage. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, no, how would you need to marry never someone? had, like, real well, sex with. It's probably the first person that went down on him, and so that was, like, exactly. love, well, you know? He, remember, remember, he was broke, and he looked like Howard. Yes. I mean, what the hell was going on in her mind? No, you're schmoofy. Oh, God. <laughs> what, what does Howard love, Dennis? Himself. That's right. And, and money. Himself. There's never been himself and money. Life. That's what he loves. And strippers. Sociopaths uh, love yeah, yeah, who gets cars and, for. And ambiguously hooker women. Yeah. <laughs> ambiguous sexuality hooker women. 
So let's uh, let's like uh, let's finish this off with talking. So we want to go back to Martin Short real quick because this was a topic of conversation yesterday. Michael Rappaport was on, and they wanted to talk about defending Martin Short and how he goes into this whole dissertation about how amazing Martin Short is and how he loved SCTV. And and I never watched that. Never watched (laughs) SCTV in his life. Positive, he never watched that. A lot of this is to kiss uh, Steve Martin and uh, uh, Lauren Michaels' ass. Absolutely. So in order to get in with them, you got to love Martin Short now all of a sudden. And I have, you know, I've provided you many clips of him eviscerating Martin Short through the years. Those are his real thoughts. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do we have here in the Martin Short clips? Play the first one from his show from yesterday that you didn't play yesterday. Uh, I just happened to tune in and heard this. Like I, I listened to about 45 minutes of the show yesterday and I heard this and it was the first thing that jumped out at me. Okay. And it was odd. I don't know if you it had was it. odd, but you know what? Everybody was in this, uh, you know, the hashtag Martin short was trending for a little while. There was an article on Martin short, which I've gone into. It's, we have this conversation. We probably had it on here. We certainly have it on the deafening how Martin short, like, Tracy Ullman and these people are very talented, but nobody cares. I don't know what to right. do with it. It doesn't really translate to anything. They keep giving him shows. It doesn't really work. He's kind of like needy and desperate and try, a, as the kids say, a try hard. And so Michael Rappaport defended him or something. And there was an article some guy wrote randomly about how, you know, why is Martin Short still around? Why do we need him? Why do we Ooh. care? Okay, so hang he's on. probably a very nice. He's a very nice guy, I'm sure, family guy, but. Well, Yes, he's he was had so he had some funny moments. There's funny yeah, things he here did here and there, but yeah, here and there. I mean, not, not all the time, but well, okay. So before we do that, I, I have to tell you, I have a, a fond appreciation for Martin Short. Um, I watch only murders in the building, I love it. I mean, so I'm sure there's lots of people that don't, but I don't really care. Um, and then I, I used to do like these deep dives into Martin Short, and uh, this clip just kills me like nothing else does and i just thought it was the silliest thing i remember it from arrested development i don't know if any of you do but um this was just ridiculousness at its finest 140 pounds of upper body strength he certainly sounds vital to me this isn't weedy walk dragon walk enter the room welcome uncle jack he's half deaf it was a stupid stupid hire not hire i love him I level kisses and then we talk. Which one is Michael? Uh, Swoop me. I can just imagine while they're filming this how much like ridiculousness went on. You may be amazed. I'm invited into very few personal homes. To the nuts. The bridge mix. The bridge mix. (laughs) To the nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the boy? Is this the little one? My God, I don't know. I don't know why I'm playing that for you. To the nuts. To the nuts. You, you love all things Jason Bateman. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I do. love that show because it was so insane. So it insane. had no point, no plot. It was just <laughs> insanity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's play. Let's play this, yesterday's this clip. <laughs> compliment. Now, let's change the subject for a second because I'm upset about something. Upset. I want to compliment Rappaport on Mike Rappaport. Uh, Defended Martin Short. Yes, John Doe, you had now, to be there. There was a piece on Martin Short not being published, not being funny. It was published last week. What? 
And this drove me crazy. I learned about it today. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I would have spoken about it too. Listen now, to the hypocrisy. I'm the explain. first one to tell you when someone sucks. <laughs> an article that was entitled here. I'll tell you the name of the article. Why are we tolerating Martin Short? Yes. Why are we tolerating? Why are we put? Why do we keep putting up with Martin Short? I think that was the name of my. Right. What a and, I mean, I'm like, Martin Short, let me just remind you why I think the guy is funny. First of all, take away everything this guy's ever done in his career. The reason I love him is he played Frank. Short was on SCTV. To yes. me, one of the best television shows there ever never was. Never heard and him mention Never, ever. Never. Never. Hang on, hang on. He was maybe at that point wow. in time, the, the, the only reason... One of the few reasons to watch Saturday Night Live. They had a couple of slow years, but uh, it was him. I remember Billy Crystal. Now he's Billy it's Crystal. fucking unbelievable. I mean, this guy's mm. one of the best comedy minds. And then I'm, I, I got, I love the guy. So I. Okay. Yeah. The you same know, Billy Crystal that they busted balls with yeah. John said, and. Uh, exactly. It's, it's funny, not funny. Not it's funny. not fun. Yes. Yeah. That same funny, Billy Crystal. Okay. So. Howard, I bet Howard couldn't even name what the initials no. SCTV mean. No, I know he can. Yeah, and there's no way. He no way. He no way he it. What? Nor could he name anybody that was on it. Exactly, it but was. you know, it's Second City TV. It was uh, what was it out of um, Canada? I Canada. Guess? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was wasn't it Harold Ramis and John Candy? John Candy yes, Ramis. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the funniest. It was one of the funniest skit shows ever made. Absolutely, and that's where the uh, McKenzie brothers came from. Yeah, So of course, John then looks up a couple of things that have been said about. It wasn't difficult to find exactly. at all. Just put the year and Martin oh, Short. Him, and him bagging on him. I, I had to like. I had to like cut stuff out. It was so much. All right, here we go. Couple of things because we have an intern that just TiVo stuff all weekend. Uh huh. Have you ever laughed Martin Short's character that when he gets into that fat suit? No, and I can't believe it's still on. I'm listening to this tape of Martin Short. What's the name of that character? Jiminy Glick? Glick. Yeah, Jimmy it's Glick. Yeah. It's horrible. It'd be funny if, the, I guess, if, like, the person he's interviewing didn't know he was a character, but it's just so, I mean, who's, who's there in that? Comedy Central? Yeah. It's just unfriggin' believable to me how that guy's still doing this. Isn't that crazy? He gets in a fat suit. Isn't wait, Second City was Chicago, which is the one out of Canada. No, Second City TV was Canadian. Second oh yeah, City, so the Chicago the, one the is, um, is Second, Second City. Is, City yeah. is, is is Chicago, but yeah, okay. Second City they're, they're like, all Canadian. Spielberg, and there's just nothing funny about it. It's embarrassing. Too many What happens to this guy? Listen, see, I see how long you can last through this. All right, I guarantee you, at thirty seconds, you'll be begging me to turn it off. Go out and about with Jiminy Glick. We have a wonderful full-fledged icon to interview, Stephen Spielberg with us. Hi, Stephen. Hello, Jiminy. Nice How to see you. How are you? Nice to see you. You've done so really bad. Yeah, but what he doesn't get is the fact that he was actually really interviewing Stephen Spielberg. Yeah, real, real Stephen Spielberg. Somebody who yeah. could never get on his show. This is uh, the same guy that was... Wearing Fartman costume at a 9/11. Yes, but Steven Spielberg would rather go. Yeah, but that's different, wearing right? A Batman costume. You mean Spielberg didn't appreciate you know them mocking his black baby? You no. Know, no, you don't think you don't think he found that funny? No, I don't Every think he day. found that funny at all. No, no I don't think so either. No, I don't think so. 
Um, let's move on a little bit. Hang on. Here we go. I love that film you did. Schindler's Express with Goldie Hawn. I've never seen Goldie better. That was Schindler's West with Liam Neeson. Did you think that Spielberg's trying to be funny? Everyone's ad-libbing. Hold no, on. I just want to go on to Ross Dogg's Broken Spirit. I'm sure Howie has jumped on the Russell Brand hate bandwagon. He's a loyal company man. He doesn't know how he feels about that yet. No, he he's waiting to, to see a couple he's... of people before he, he comes to a full decision on it. But that, I will have a hot take. He'll have a hot take next month. Yes, exactly. Yes. Oh, it's like a horrible improv gone wrong. In here. I think you're going to. You're going to. You're going to. I like what he did. Schindler's Express. Steven Spielberg's not even laughing. A good story. Well, I didn't finish it. Ah, uh, it's okay. <laughs> I like that with John Crawford. Oh, you would have loved John Crawford. Who's that funny? He's doing Egg Grimley in a fat suit. That's no. what it is. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I just don't know how he gets to keep doing that. I'm very sad for him when I watch that show. Martin. Wow. No, Howard has not mentioned Jen Wenner either, which is shocking. Nope. You know, hmm, he, wonder why. he doesn't like controversy unless it's somebody who's not going to fight back to him. Um, or, like or, what we were going to talk about tonight, which was Lauren Boebert, um, which I do want to. What show was awful, Farmer Justin? What show? What show? What Glick. show? What are we talking about? Jimmy, I think you said Jimmy watched Glick. It. Jimmy was, I, never, I never watched it. If you it. took it for it what it was, it was pretty decent. Hey, Artie was, was on that once. Jesus. What do you guys think is the worst news for Russell Brand? The rape thing or the fact that his ex-wife just sold her music for $225 million? Oh, my God. I can't the believe two, this she ex-wife selling it for $225 million. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe she Trump was able stuff. to do that, honestly. I think she uh, did. Good I for her. She sold her music and she liked it. Good for her. Good for her. I Jesus. think that is. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's worth like 50 bucks. It's a lot of, it's a lot of scratch. I, for one, I know, am rooting for, for what? Katy Perry to be wealthier. Not going to lie, I have seen Katy Perry in concert. I actually, she gives a great show. And, um, and yeah, I think that she's really, I think she's really, but really good. 20, $225 million for it, though. Good for her. Listen, you know what? But... You're only worth as much as somebody's going to pay you, right? So uh, they obviously thought that it was. Uh, and they wonder was, why these companies are going broke. It was worth it. So, yeah, good point. Yeah, no, no kidding. No, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Jesus, I right. like how many times this? can you use use California Girl for a commercial? You know, yeah, I'm gonna finish. Exactly. This. I'm gonna go back to Lauren Bobert really quickly to end the show with. Here we go. Oh, sorry. So Martin Short overacting gets goofed on to Jason Alexander. What is this? So Jason Alexander did the producers with Martin Short, and they're doing Win Fred's money, and they get to the end of it, and they go. They, they, he's he's such a ham. He's an overactor. He's a tryhard. Right, he, and, and he puts let's Jason Alexander in an uncomfortable position to agree with him. Okay. I'll be doing a very nice job, actually. If you come out to LA after May, I'm doing uh, the producers out there with Marty Short. Oh, uh, Marty ooh, Short. Marty what Short. A Marty Short. Oh, that little scene stealer. <laughs> what a hog. Good luck. Good wow. luck to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Still teaching that class. And you will be in the producers? Yes. Which, uh, which part do you play again? <laughs> <laughs> I will endeavor to, to be Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Yeah. Uh, you will be Nathan Lane and the producers. And Marty Short will be Matthew Potter. Yeah, you don't think Marty Short will be over the top, do you? <laughs> He's going to pull it back a little bit. <laughs> think he'll be able to pull it back? <laughs> well, Marty has the romantic lead of the show. Oh, good thing. Everyone will believe that. He's playing the young guy? <laughs> He's the young oh, oh, oh. Ow. Don't yeah. ruin the yeah, ending, because, but I got because Robin, you've ever played in anything ever. 
Absolutely. Uh, private parts. And, and, and Prince, gay. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, Fresh Prince. That's right. That's, it was, <laughs> Blava was on that. She was I horrible. was about to say that, Will. all right well based on the photoshop that i had done today um i just really wanted to touch on the lauren bobert thing and the only reason i wanted to talk about this was because the way that howard won't argue with bill maher but he has no problem whatsoever with ripping basically anybody a new asshole which will get him publicity Correct. And somebody had said on the listening thread yesterday, he's probably going to delete this because and it's like, no, he's not going to delete it. This is the perfect opportunity for his PR machine to send this out to the entirety of media who once again would never say it themselves. But they use Howard as their useful idiot to say things that they would never say out loud. Right. That's exactly yeah. the way it works. And that's how. That's how the media rolls these days. And it's really kind of pathetic and a little bit sickening to to kind of understand that that's where they are. So it's still trending. This is, you know, pretty much what it was all about. This has 2.5 million views from one guy, but it was passed around to a lot of different places. And so here it is. Lauren Bobert is a disgrace to this country. Howard Stern spends four minutes absolutely destroying Lauren Bobert. Warning, do not play in front of children. So, yeah. So I just wanted to finish off with this because <laughs> it was just a weird. It's a it's it's the hill that Howard chooses to to die always on. die on is to um, is to pick on somebody that he knows is going to be incendiary to the entirety of the media. There's no and... consequences. There's no repercussions. Absolutely. He's not putting himself out there. It's not edgy. It's also, what, a week after everybody else? I mean, you just go around. Absolutely. This story I mean, is so stale now. Everybody's still showing the video of, like, the guy playing with her tits while she's, like, you know, kind of doing the, the rub and tug. Um, I, I don't think that she's right for, for government. I also don't think that that friggin fetterman guy is right for government so i'm not one siding this so don't come at me um i just think the 36 year old just about grandmother um who didn't graduate from 10th grade really isn't who i would want speaking for me in the halls of uh of washington dc and plus she she is a little bit of a of, of a slut nose so here we go here's howard is a disgrace to this country, it, not because of the, the video. You are 100 percent right. Forget the she's politics. Wrong, she's yeah, in a uh, titty dress. If you titty. saw the video, she's oh, in a God, titty dress. She's with some dude. Looks like she's, you know, obviously vaping, yeah. but also looks like she might be grabbing his penis during uh, Beetlejuice. And uh, her, and he's Is playing with her. Is a sexy play? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very erotic play, evidently. I re- I remember the movie. It was nothing sexy about it. You didn't grab anybody during the movie. I guess the play is much hotter. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but she was wearing a tight titty dress. Uh, I I've oh, seen porn stars wear more. And uh, this dude that she's with is playing with her titties during it. They're having a party, and I mean, take away the politics. Jesus Christ, uh, she's fun. I mean, uh, she, I, I'd like Do to be to play. Do you want your Congress people to be fun or serious? No, you, you're mixing. Uh, if you want now, <laughs> if you want me to talk about her as a Congress person, 
First of all, she's a liar. She was denying that she vaped. Didn't even know what vaping was. Right. But then when they found anything else about her, except Colorado. I, what are they just got dumb people in Colorado? How do you elect well, someone well, like her? They're all high too. Come on, Colorado is the first state that uh, legalized marijuana, isn't she? All right, so they're all just basically stupid. Uh... <laughs> I agree with I agree with Alexander. He makes it boring somehow. It's not even like uh, he's not even putting piss and vinegar in it. He's not even like punching it up. It's actually boring. It's by the numbers, and I I assume he stole every single talking point from MSNBC. None of that's his own. But it's not even a talking point. It's really just him talking about, you know, a chick in the theater that happened to get caught on the on the camera. And let's also, by the way, talk about the fact that all these theaters have cameras, which I never or him knew. judging the guy who had Richard <laughs> Christie yeah, streaking creepy. in front of a fucking Cosmo launch party. What's worse to you? Yeah, exactly. Some stupid yeah. redneck pulling out his schwanz in front of the Cosmo party <laughs> or that? But again, the only reason this exists in our zeitgeist is because this is what he does here. Or how about the and guy who was Lenny Kravitz? Uh, Lenny Kravitz. The guy, Lenny the guy in eight, right? The guy lionizing Lenny Dykstra. And yeah. on this the, morning, he was on this morning for half worse. hour. It's way worse. Yeah. I mean, and so that's all I, they do. All they do is quote him. All they do is quote him because nobody. Do you and, think this is organic, Monique? You know how many people no, no, Leslie Dart not. working on this? Sending these to every. And they have, <laughs> yeah, Opie's going nuts on him. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Let me see that. Let me see what's going on there. Like the jokes about the Lauren Boebert thing. He's whining and complaining to his audience that this isn't the right behavior for a congressman or a congresswoman. I'm like, ew, who are you? Just make the jokes. He's all in with his dumb political statement and, uh, and uh, you know, and taking the shots at the at the at the right because of this. And, and look, we don't deserve better. You, you're like, you know, if you're a congressman or a congresswoman, a politician down there in Washington, you should behave appropriately. Have you been paying attention? There are so many creeps down there in Washington on both sides. No shit. Oh, you know, truth no. be spoken. But I, I I like how he calls out Howard on like, dude, you just tell the jokes because you really your your takes are not very smart. And you they are deviant hypocrisy we could throw in his face every yeah. day, all day oh, for how many baloney years? on a we, girl's ass. It's just endless. I don't even know where to start with it. I just, just well, I mean, Dykstra, just something current. Dykstra, just that's it. That's Dykstra, oh, Dykstra's I mean, the lowest of the low. Something, just something current. If you do apples to apples, I mean, Denver, Colorado, the Columbine shooting, yeah, the the, the raping the the girls. I mean, come on. So this guy's the got the moral ground shooting, now, right? Exactly. I mean, I mean apples oh. to apples. <laughs> yeah, that that Columbine rant is probably you know, one of the worst things he ever did. Ever, it literally was. Honestly, it was the worst ever. thing he ever did. Ever. I think that that horrible. we should actually do a stern fan square table of like the what's the worst thing that Howard's ever said. Was, I mean, that was I know pretty there's bad. A lot up there, there's the Selena thing, the Columbine thing. The Columbine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he deserves everything he gets. But you know what? He's and, so and mind you, untouchable. Like, mind you, like we're talking to Mo about this, is he did this at a time when people had their kids murdered. So there was literally parents of these people that could have just heard him saying, well, why didn't he just rape her? It's well, like, it's, like on, Sandy, it's like Sandy Hook. It's, like, it's no better than Alex Jones and uh, 
Sandy. Yeah, I mean, that's just a little worse because people yeah. went after the parents of babies who died. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's not, I'm, I'm saying it's on. Die. It was a, it was a diops operation, and you really didn't. Dennis, why did you just raise your eyebrows? No, I, I didn't do anything. No, I, 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 you raise your eyebrows. I didn't raise anything. You do believe that the kids died in Sandy Hook, yes? Sure. Sure. That's. I gotta go. Like and subscribe, guys. Like and subscribe. <laughs> wow, Dennis, really? I'm just playing with you. Sure. Oh, okay. Don't talk to me like that. With that. I'm tired. That's, that's horrible. That's horrible. I hate you right now. Dana Plato. <laughs> Damn. I'm right. reading stuff so, um, John, yeah. some people are saying that they never really heard the Columbine thing. Is it possible that you have that? I had I had a you know he's done he it, I definitely had a two hour um, thing on my channel I have it I just have to go through it and whatever the you know the high points are low points or it's just really low. that it's just that part I just want that part that part where he says about the girls and yeah that, yeah that's, that's I'm certainly sure it's there, available somewhere online as well um, I'm yeah. still I'm still fascinated by these horrible. Uh, internet media outlets that pick up on his fucking Leslie Dart we PR praise. bullshit. I know. We went in the the, 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 the Pelican brief told you that they had what would you say, Dennis? Fifteen employees, their job is to send them yes, bullshit to, clips of the show to try and to get just them to send up. them out. And he probably and they still have has friends that many. who work for these outlets too. So they have you people know, who uh, used to work on the show that work for TMZ. Did you know TMZ is owned by uh Rupert Murdoch now or something? That no, makes Rupert makes sense. I no, thought he's out of media. It was thought... just purchased by somebody. Yeah, hold on, let me see. But the uh, you know the thing is that now because media has been so watered down to the point of yeah, you, know, you have these, these. Okay, Fox Corporation acquired TMZ. That's not oh, Murdoch anymore. TMZ is like a yeah, Fox. that was a, that was a few who years owns ago. Owns Fox now. What is with the right the Murdochs and who owns Fox is owned by? I thought it was owned by. No, that's that's not Disney. I don't know. It's well, so it, confused. I don't get it. It is so confusing because Disney bought all the all the entertainment part of it. Fox Corporation yeah. is yeah. primarily controlled by the Murdoch family. They retain most of the controlling power in Fox Corporation. But it's not Rupert. Rupert's like retired at this point. Doesn't matter. Wait, the, the Fox like News lawsuit old. when they were lying about everything and got sued. What was the corporation? Hey, can we go to the calendar? It, it was Murdoch. Right? What's on the calendar? I'm tired calendar. of this, actually. I'm just going to say it out loud. I'm tired of this. Let's move to something else, please. We don't even have a new calendar to. to... We don't? No. Are you kidding what? me? No, can we go to last year's no. calendar? No. What we is it? Not September in Australia? No. You know what? I'm going to text that bastard yeah. right now. I can't believe we don't have a new Slacker. Slacker. Good Lord. I mean, come on. Uh, it, it has to be September I mean, down there. I mean, I know it's I know it's almost winter. We have like or summer. Nine days summer. left of September or something. Yeah, like we're that. done. Let's let's go. Let me go right to October. Well, well he he can do a cocktail. Oh, yes, yes. Good idea. Oh, All right. So we're leaving you now. It's 1022. We're trying to get these shows done a little bit earlier. Hence, Yay, we started at 830. I'm sorry we started at 830, but we have to because I'm really tired. So we're going to leave you now. Paul Simon tomorrow. Unfortunately, yes, and via Zoom. It'll be interesting. Via Zoom? I'm not necessarily sure that's correct. I can't No, no, they actually confirmed it on the wrap-up show. No, I listened to the wrap-up show, and I did not hear that. And But he never said, all right, so this is the best part. This is really, we have to read between the lines. Remember, he makes coming into the studio like it's actually something grandiose. Yeah. He is giving the presence of God. He didn't do any of that. He literally 
and he didn't play any Paul Simon music today either, unless I missed it. I didn't hear anything. You did not miss it because he did not do that. No, very, 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 very weird. We talked about it ad nauseum, but yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, so I, I, I sent a comment also to Paul Simon. Um, um, yeah. I would like to, I'm going to set a poll um, a tonight. Poll? I would like to know whether or not you guys are good with 830. I or love 830. Better with nine. I don't want to do nine if I can help it, but it, if 830 works better for everybody it works great too. for me so i will ask the question and we'll see what everybody says all right so we're gonna leave you we'll see you tomorrow we'll talk about paul simon or not um we will also um maybe have the combine clip if johnny can find it if not that's okay too yeah, we, can, we can skip on that but either way we will that's see you again uh, manana Hey guys, thanks for hanging with us tonight. Please join us for any further discussion at RadioGunk.com in the forum section. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RadioGunk. And don't forget to like this and subscribe to us and hit that little bell so you know when we're doing a new show. Thanks.